0: Birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck. It's not your birthday. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. Mama, I got what you need. If you need to feel a buzz, I'm mean, in to having sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. It's in and getting rough. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. Mama, I got what you need. If you need to feel a buzz, I'm mean, in to having sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. It's in and getting rough. When I pull up out front, you see the bands don't do. uh-huh. When I roll 20 deep, so it's always drama in the club. Yeah. Now that I'm a little tray, everybody show me love. When you say like them anemic, put in a groupie look. Look, homie, ain't nothing changed, throw down, cheese up. I see exhibit yeah. in the cutting, man, roll them trees up. Roll if that box, how move, you mistake before I play up him. Been hit with a few shirts, now i walk with a
1: limp. In the hood, in the letter saying 50, you hot. Uh-huh. They like me, I want to love me like they love pop. But Holly in New York, we shout to tell you I'm local. Yeah. And the plan is to put the back. Game in the trunk, or I'm fully focused, man. My money on my mind, got a meal at the deal, and I'm still in the grind. I show you say she feelin' my staff, she feelin' my flow. Uh-huh. A up from wood of the guy and it ready to you go. I'm yeah, rub. full above. my mind got what you need to get the filler boss I'm in the eye, sex, I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. We be in the getting rough. You can I'm gonna have sex, I ain't gonna make it love So come give me a hug, if you're in the game
0: If they hate, let them hate and let the money pile up. As I always say, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. This is your Wednesday episode. You guys, I had to take Tuesday off. I I don't know if you heard me on Monday, but turns out I was hammered like a responsible podcaster. No, I was, um, thing. I think that was quite obvious in the first 10 minutes. Uh, but I'm a responsible, uh, I was a responsible drunk. I came home from Tom Sandoval's first live performance with his eight piece band, had a blast. And I was like, I got to record and put out a podcast. And, um, that's the results and yeah i could re-record that but i wanted to leave that out there because i want to try to be as honest as possible with you and did i get yelled at by my mom sure yeah of course did i get a lot of messages from friends and family of course who wouldn't i slurred through the first 10 minutes of a podcast and sadly i thought at the time wow you're really doing it ryan you're being amazing i am dead sober right now and um I'm actually kind of regretting that right now. So, so, and it's one of those things, it turns out you guys, I know I keep saying this, but, um, I'm never going to be on winter house. I can't do it. I tried to drink like the winter house people. And it turns out that is not, uh, that's not my destiny. I can't do it. I would be the guy on Winterhouse that would just die. Uh I would not be building an igloo like Luke. I would not be dancing with a girl on my shoulders. I would literally be in the bathroom getting very very ill for 3 days. I mean, the whole time the winter house I would just be in bed hungover. Uh sad. It, those days are gone and I cannot try to get them back. But I will say Tom's show was amazing. It was so fun. It was great. You know, I put up clips. I went live a couple times which I've never done. That was scary and I got to meet um uh, I got to meet listeners of the show there were people that actually listened to the show at the it was so cool it was so cool you guys I might have talked about this on Monday already but I was drunk I don't remember uh, but it was so cool it was so fun and like I always say I love Tom Sandoval because he has so much passion for what he does like he really like I was even talking to my buddy Logan and I was like did they just get together he's like no man they've been together for a while they rehearse so much And, uh, I mean, they had a sax player for the love of God and they were playing covers. I heard, uh, they they did, they did a cover of Weezer's undone the sweater song. They did a Toto song. They did all these throwback eighties hits. It was, I, I had a blast. Yeah, sure. Did a piece of the ceiling fall and hit Rachel and DJ Jim Kennedy, Raquel, sorry, Raquel and DJ. Yeah. A piece of the ceiling actually fell on to Raquel. Uh, that was that was pretty amazing. But all in all, such an amazing night. Um, it just that it hurts so bad all of Monday. And of course, I had to film an audition, had to film another audition, had to do a Patreon episode, which I explain even more um, behind the scenes footage over at uh, Patreon. And so, so bad, it's good with Maritza Lopez. And we're doing a Miami episode tomorrow. That'll be out uh, tomorrow afternoon, I would imagine. A Real Housewives of Miami recap. But uh, yeah. Whew. But today, you guys, if you can forgive me and we can move past that embarrassing moment, warts and all, this is who I am. You get all of this. So I apologize. A lot of people said it was funny, but I, I'm sorry. That's not the image I want to portray. I want to portray an insane sober goofball, not an insane drunk goofball. Um, is an amazing episode. I played 50 cent there, uh, to open the show because we got 50 cent today. We got Cynthia Bailey, man, real housewives, ultimate girls trip. They dropped the first three episodes on Peacock. You guys, it'll be on Bravo, November 23rd. They're going to rerun these episodes, but right now, and if you sign up for Peacock for free, you can get the first episode for free. And I gotta tell you, I loved it. We were all kind of like, is this going to be weird? What's this going to be like? Is this going to be stupid? It's great. Guess what? We're not dealing with any crimes. We're not dealing with Jen Shaw, Erica Jane, Lisa Rinna. We're just dealing with shit like fighting about bedrooms. We're dealing with shit like Ramona showing her booty hole and her boobs. Like, I'm not joking. That's the kind of shit we're doing. And it's like classic housewives to me. I loved it. I watched all three episodes today and I loved it on top of... Who Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, loved it. Now, I usually recap that on the Patreon, but I wanted to take this opportunity to recap the full episode because, to me, this is Housewives history. So we're going to do Cynthia Bailey. It's just a quick 21-minute interview. That's all the time she was able to give us, and uh, it was more than enough. It was so fun to talk to her. She's so great in the Ultimate Girls Trip, you guys. Uh, But then there's like a full hour-long recap ...that I need you to stay around for because we go through all of it. I do a bunch of stupid voices. I break down the whole thing. Who knew Whitney had such a big business brain? I learned more from Whitney than I learned all uh, all my life. Like I've never learned that much about business in my life. So there's a full recap there. It is an all-around great show today, you guys. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get right into it. Uh, we got, as Danny Pellegrino says, a queen, an icon, a legend... We got Cynthia Bailey. Uh, We, of course, talk about uh, her alcohol brand she's promoting. We also get to talk about Ultimate Girls Trip. We get to talk about her last season of Atlanta. We talk about Nene. We get a lot in in 21 minutes, and I was very thankful. For uh, for her to do this. I I mean, I feel like I grew up watching her a little bit. So it was quite an honor to speak to her. And I'm so excited that you guys are going to hear this today. We'll do that. Then uh, we'll start the the Salt Lake recap. And then remember, we're going to put some commercials in there. And then we're going to call it a day. I hope you guys have a great day. If you remember, if you like the podcast, please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, please subscribe. Please tell your friends. In fact, just hold your family down at Thanksgiving and just take all their phones and subscribe. Say subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Just do it. It's a fun way to get the family all, uh, all banded together. Can you believe Thanksgiving is next week? What the hell? What the hell? Also, it is so cool. I get so many fun messages now of people that listen to the show. Um, my friend Colleen, uh, she's in Saudi Arabia right now, I believe. And she's like posting all these beautiful landscape shots. And then she's like, oh, my God, I was just listening to you because I, I said, oh, my God, it's an amazing shot. She's like, I'm listening to you. And I'm like, I'm in Saudi Arabia right now. Like my voice is in Saudi Arabia. I was talking to a girl from Ireland the other day. I was talking to my friend Amy who listened to it during a massage Like, Amy, what is wrong with you that you're listening to a podcast during a massage? What's up? Like, I mean, honestly, what is up with that? She was like, I was trying not to laugh. Yeah, you shouldn't be listening to a podcast during a massage. Anywho, uh, enough about that. I just really appreciate anybody that takes the time to listen to me. Uh, You guys are the best. And let's listen to the best. Here she is, Cynthia Bailey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to I Heart Radio. So Bad It's Good. Today we have somebody that's so good it's great. We have a living legend with us. Uh, Cynthia Bailey is an American model, reality television personality, and actress. She has her hands in everything. Uh, and we're about to see her on our TV screens again on Peacock on Ultimate Girls Trip, I believe November 18th. Cynthia Bailey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, truly. I mean, this is an honor. I told people you were coming on today and- Nobody has anything bad to say about you. Do you feel that? <laughs>
1: that's that's good to hear. <laughs> well, let's see what happens after uh, ultimate. Oh
0: ultimate no.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean <laughs> we do I'm have not a, so good, though. We do have a Mount Rushmore of ladies joining you on this trip. I mean, when you get an offer to do something like this, is it an immediate yes or you're like, "Do I want to possibly go into this? Who knows what's going to happen?" I was actually excited to do the ultimate girls
1: trip because I know the fans have been asking for this yeah. for a long time and it was pretty cool. I was very honored to be a part of the first one. We've definitely set the bar
0: very high. <laughs> it looks, up, high. And this was shot over like eight days, correct? Yes. It was eight days. How did your liver survive this? How did your person, I mean, if they, that, <laughs> you have to pack a lot into eight days,
1: Eight days is a lot. And uh, at first I just was not sure how we were going to do it, but with as many ladies as we had, you know, all being in one house. We got we got a lot done, and, and my liver is still still, still working. Uh,
0: we Thank saw you. that famous TikTok video that came out of you guys all dancing, and we saw Ramona dance. Uh, you know, which was very funny. Um, had you met all of those ladies before? Was this the first time meeting some of them for you?
1: I had met everyone before, however, I didn't know everyone or hadn't you know spent any real time with um, all of the ladies. I knew Melissa Gorga, I knew Teresa Judice, but I only had mutual friends with Teresa. So we hadn't really hung out, you know, one-on-one. Uh, of course, I knew Kenya Moore. I knew, <laughs> um, I had seen Ramona out and about, who was always <laughs> really nice to me, but I'd never hung out with Ramona before. I am actually very good friends with Luann. I was actually, I actually attended her wedding and we, you know, yeah. all the time. And who else is on? Oh, and Kyle. Kyle and I have a ton of mutual friends in common, but we had never really hung out before, not one-on-one.
0: Well, I see that you, uh, speaking of Kyle, who's on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I believe, I mean, you seem booked and busy. I have seen you, and and I don't know if it's, <laughs> I mean, you you are in, are you in Los Angeles right now? I am in LA. Yes, I am. Okay. Is there, I just got to ask, is there any truth to the rumor? Are you joining Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? All of a sudden, I am reading this everywhere. Is this news to you? Can you say anything about this?
1: I am not at this time, for sure. Not at this time. I'm open to it at some point, maybe. But for right now, I don't. I I need a housewife break. That is why I decided not to go back to Atlanta. Yeah, I am good on I'm, <laughs> for a minute. I'm good on drama for a minute. I've been a part <laughs> of the show. You know, Atlanta was the number one show for many years. Oh and, yeah, uh, I was a part of all that greatness for
0: eleven seasons. You know,
1: over a decade and. You know, I'm just at a point in my life. I just celebrated my one-year wedding anniversary. I have so many other things that I want to do on on television. So I just felt like not only was it time, it was just the right time for me to venture out and do some other things. So I love Beverly Hills, and I love those ladies. However, uh, at this time, it's a no for... any franchise.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, I've been watching you on TV doing these interviews and you were so natural on there. What is the next steps for Cynthia Bailey in terms of that? Would you ever consider hosting a show? I know you're an actor as well. In your head, I mean, I think you got out of this kind of amazing time where we got to see the uh, fairy tale wedding for you with Mike and and we all really loved that and plus you had a legendary episode with Bolo of course, but like where do is. we see you go where do you see yourself going? From from here because i feel like there's so many different directions you can and will go
1: honestly this is like such a a, a very interesting transition for me um the sky's the limit yeah I, as you pointed out i am an actress i have several things uh coming up in the acting world i'm excited to do more as an actress, I have a little bit more time. Not that I don't have a job anymore to focus on it. So, <laughs> uh, and I also, um, you know, I'm doing working on some of my own projects. I'm very excited to, to do some, you know, directing and producing. I, um, I have some other shows that are, you know, that got pushed back because of COVID. That are yeah. coming out. That that's going to be happening. Um, the only thing I can't really do is sing. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> and uh, probably not Dancing with the Stars anytime soon because the knee just won't uh, let me let me do that. So uh, wow. other than that,
0: you know, I, you know, I, I, maybe I'll have time to write a book now. Um, but, but it seems, I mean, you you do have time. But I, I at the same time, I was going over, I mean, like, you're involved in wine. You're involved in this and that. It seems like yes. I mean, you're doing 80 different things like at once. On. I have yeah.
1: a lot going on. I have a lot going on, and I really am having a great time hosting. As a matter of fact, I'm back in the bed right now because I've been hosting eDailyPop. Pop.
0: Yes, that's what I was like. I watch. I'm like, you're a natural for that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, to me, that is like, oh, you would be perfect in the extra space. You would be perfect, and that's what I was like. What is? Like, do you know where your passion lies or is it one of those really interesting moments, like you said, where the sky's the limit? You can go in 10 different directions now because you have a little bit more time.
1: Well, I, I do I do love the hosting and and I actually wouldn't mind maybe even having my own show at, at one point. You know, I yeah. really thought about different spinoff opportunities. Um, I think one of the things that I would want to do first if I did do a spinoff or, or do my own show is something around my school, the Bailey Agency School of Fashion. I think um, as a reality show, you know, my school is yes. located in Atlanta, Georgia. And from the time that I opened up my doors for the school, I've always had interest all over, you know, pretty much the world, but definitely, certainly the United States. So I would like to do something where I actually, um, you know, go to go to different cities, take, you know, if you can't come to the bail agency, we can come to you kind of thing and, and find stars and just, you know.
0: I loved watching those seasons of the show where you, you know, formed the Bailey agency and we got to see a little bit of that process because that's where you came from. You were such a successful model and in in that space. And what, I mean, what creates a star in your, in your mind? And do you know it when you see it or can that be coached?
1: One hundred percent. First and foremost, you know, some people just have it and I can definitely recognize when, when someone has it, you know, it's, it's, you know, uh, you know, some of it is aesthetics, you know, they look, have a certain look, um, they have a certain personality, Um, they, you know, you know, may have, you know, different talents with singing, dancing, acting, and they just have a really, really good skill set in terms of those things. Um, And then there are people who may not have all of those things, but can, can be trained, can, can learn, can, can, you know, evolve. You know, when I first, you know, came on Housewives. You know, my background, like you pointed out, was modeling. I'd never done reality uh, reality television uh, before. And, you know, I was kind of shy, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't ever think I would ever be on a, an ensemble cast yeah, for a drama-based, you know, conflict type of show like this. And... I learned as I went along and we
0: saw your evolution, which was kind of beautiful. Like, you know, I remember those seasons where you got your voice and you got I mean, it was really, really neat to watch because you came out like battle tested. Like, that's why I'm so excited for Ultimate Girls Trip, because I'm like, I feel like, you know, from where you started to where you ended, we saw the full range of emotions.
1: Yes. Well, I can tell you this. You'll you you will definitely I certainly got my voice on the ultimate (laughs) Girls trip because some of the ladies pissed me off. So <laughs> I, I, I had a, I you will, you will hear a lot of my voice on that. <laughs> head, but, but,
0: that question.
1: Um, but, you know, all in all, like I'm a girl's girl, I'm a team player, you know, I have, you know, good intentions and I really am all about like love and light. And I do actually come in peace until you piss me off. And then, you know, then, then 50 cent comes out. <laughs>
0: Spoken like a true housewife. Um I,
1: yes. I, really... you know, the
0: other th- but let me say really quickly <laughs> too, the
1: other thing that I that I forgot to mention is my amazing partnership that I have with Seagram's Escapes. You know, I have my oh, delicious, yeah. my delicious Peach Bellini uh cocktail that I created with them. And I'm also the brand ambassador of the Seagram's Escapes line. So that partnership is great. And what I love about working with Seagrams is you know, I'm all about women empowerment. Like I was just saying, I'm a girl's girl, but women women empowerment is something that I really am passionate about. So um, the world will be opening up even more in 2022. So I'm, that's one of the things that I'll be spending a lot more time uh, working on that partnership. And also I'm very um, passionate about Black-owned businesses. I started, uh, I created some Black-owned business pop-up shops called Minding My Black-Owned Business that I really want to try to continue to take to different cities as well. Um, and, as a, and what
0: does that mean? Exactly. You, you bring these shops to these different cities and, and give yes, them, give them yes. a more eyes on these uh, important products and businesses. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You know, during the pandemic, you know, we, you know, black owned business owners were definitely hit, you know, yeah. hard. and at, you know, as a black owned business owner myself, I was able to stay afloat, but it was, it was, Not not it was not easy. So with that said, that really made me want to focus my energy and use my platform to just really bring more attention to um, these black business owners and not just in Atlanta and not just in L.A., Um, just in different cities, um, you know, all over the United States as well.
0: And where can we find more information about that? So we can support those causes.
1: Well, all things, Cynthia Bailey, you can just
0: find, you know, (laughs)
1: follow me on Instagram and I'll be talking about, um, those things and posting about, you know, any and everything that I have going on.
0: And the Seagram's actually is very important going into the holiday season because we have to have Thanksgiving with our families. And it's always good to have a Seagram's beverage around, uh, the family discussions at the dinner table, I'm sure. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what? Honestly, not even just for the holidays. You know, we're coming, but well, we're still in the pandemic. But I know, I think, yeah. You know, this past year and a half has tested all of us. So mm-hmm. I think you know what I learned is you know celebrate life. So live your life. You know, don't take anything for granted because I think before COVID, we we took a lot of things for granted. We really, honestly did. So that's the uh, truth. me. It's all about celebrating every single day. Celebrating being healthy celebrating every single part of my life and what better way to do it than a delicious (laughs) from my signature
0: and Seagram's Escapes. I love that. I love that. Um, uh, As we start wrapping up, because I know you're very, very busy, um, I really, it it is such an honor truly to talk to you. You really are the one that everybody is just like legend, legend, legend. And I feel like you got out at this amazing time because we we got to see this fairy tale happen with you, with with Mike. What has the first year of marriage been like for you? Because you did have to go through that, through COVID, still in COVID. Um, I'm sure you guys have spent so much time together what's it been like
1: well we just celebrated our our one-year anniversary 10-21 and we were definitely tested during the pandemic like everyone else was you know even more so because we never really spent that much time together in the first place our relationship has been bicoastal Yeah, you know most of the time that we've been together we have you know two homes now Uh, He has his place here in Los Angeles, which is where I am. And I have my place, Lake Bailey in Atlanta. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I I personally think, and, you know, some couples may disagree. I think being bi actually helped our relationship in a lot of ways because I think that, you know, space is good and, you know, we're always happy to see each other coming and we're always happy to see each other going. (laughs) It's always fresh and it's always exciting. And this is not my first rodeo. This is my second marriage. And I just think there's something healthy about being excited to see your, you know, your your husband all the time because he has to go to work for two or three days. And, you know, we have the, you know, we've been in the entertainment industry uh, both for years. He was a sportscaster. Now he's a broadcaster. He's a host. He has his own show. And he's also an actor. Uh, I've been in the entertainment industry my entire life as well, entertainment and fashion. And with our lifestyles, Even if we did live on the same coast, we wouldn't be... In the same house every night, anyway, because our both of our both of our jobs actually require us to travel yeah. quite a bit. So we're used to not seeing each other that much. And it it just kind of works for us. It's not for everyone, but it but it works for us. So this it's it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Uh we are happy together. And like I said, one year in the can and hopefully many more together.
0: <laughs> um okay. So what did the show get right and what did the show get wrong with you? Do you have perspective on that? Where coming out, you're like, I think this is really a full picture of who I am. Or do you think they got certain things wrong in uh, retrospect?
1: You know what? First of all, you know, my 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 time on the show I really honestly had a full circle moment, and a you lot. You did, of it. yeah. You know, I got married my first season. I got married my last season. Um, I really felt like I was able to um, to do a lot on the show, just in terms of you know, I, I opened up a business every year that I was on the show, and that was that was strategy for me. I really it was really important for me to use the platform, not just for, you know, the drama and all that stuff. I really wanted to use it, um, you know, not just for
0: evil, but also for good. <laughs> <laughs> I love what Housewives talk about. You guys are superheroes. It's like evil and good. I love that.
1: No, we, we really seriously are. So I have been able to do that um, successfully um, with the Bailey Agency School of Fashion being my, my, my uh, first business and the Bailey Wine Cellar pretty much being the last one that I opened up. And uh, it's been amazing. Uh, Bravo, NBC Universal, truly original, don't owe me a thing. They uh, have always been just very good about, you know, spotlighting the things that I've had going on uh, throughout my journey on the show. Yeah. Uh, I have made incredible, uh, unforgettable, uh, unbelievable uh, (laughs) memories on on the show. Uh, I am not the woman I was. When but you created wanted- all
0: those memories for us too. You shared your lives with us. I mean, your life with us, and there are so many amazing. Mo- it's so it's so easy to talk to you because I mean, I know this is not you know totally true, but we feel like we know you. We feel like we root for you. Like I was like, "How's Noel doing? How's you know?" Like I you, know you all of yes. these questions. You you invited us in.
1: It's true, it's true. and 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 that's that's the beauty of being a part of, of a platform like this. I don't have any regrets. Uh, like I said, I, I I did it my way. I feel like in a lot of ways, you know, I'm a lot stronger than I was coming on the show. However, uh, I, I think I've always kept my integrity. I've always tried to have class and grace on the show. I've always tried to be the voice of reason. I've always wanted to have a good time. And I was able to do that. And I, I, I and you were
0: the prettiest one too, on top of all of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
1: your words now. You don't want to take off. Yeah. But, but I, 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 well, thank you. Thank you for that compliment. Um, yeah. You know, I did it. I did it. I you did it. it yeah. But I you did but it. You it
0: but I don't like this is to me not any kind of close. Like, you are still like Housewives All Star trip, November 18th. You are going, I mean, the Bailey Agency show, I would pick up now, period. Like, I would watch that, like, Every week, if it was on, um, uh, finally, the last questions that people want to know, how is Noel doing? Do you ever have you, has Nini reached out at all? Or have you reached out to Nini and what do you feel about Marlo? And then that okay. is it.
1: All right. So Noel, Noel is doing amazing. She right. is also acting now, you know, her dad's an actor. I'm yeah. an actor, you know, she's, she's really finding her way. She's turning 22 next week and wow. you know, she's finding, you know, she has to create, she, she has to, you know she has to have her own identity. You know she's not just my kid or Leon's kid. She is Noelle, and she is walking into her purpose, and it is very uh, amazing to watch. She's also a very successful influencer. She's yeah. been living out here in LA for a couple of years now, and I think this is it for her. I think she's very happy. I think she's at peace. And as a parent, at the end, at the end of the day. You only, you would be so lucky for your kids to just be happy doing what they're doing and thriving, um, and being successful, but also have it, you know, but also in, in, in peace. Like they're, they're yeah. good. You don't have to worry about them because although she's 20, turning 22 next week, you still worry about your kids like forever. So I'm really glad wow. that she's in a really great space and she's doing her thing. Yeah. Um, my mom Nini knows Leakes. that. Yes. Nene leaks. I actually saw Nene, uh, about a month ago, probably now. Yeah. Um, I was devastated by uh, Greg's passing. Um, You know, Nini and I were very, very good friends for many, many years. I was, you know, we were very good friends when she got the news about Greg, when Greg got the news. So I felt like I've been a part of that journey with her from the beginning, you know, whether we were like on or off, you know, with our friendship. Um, I, was very happy to, to go see her. I went to visit her at the Lanithia lounge <laughs> and uh, you know, I'd been a couple of years since we had actually seen each other and it was a little awkward at first, I, I must admit, but I felt like, you know, on a show like this, you know, when you make, when you cultivate these friendships um, and someone as loving and as kind as Greg passes, you know, no matter what Nini and I, uh, no matter where we are in our friendship, it just was, you know, Greg was just bigger than all of that. And I really wanted yeah. to admit a lot for me to go and pay my respects to his wife. Uh, I cannot imagine uh, how difficult this has been for her. I don't know Greg, but I don't know Nini without Greg. They've been together since yeah. very young. I've only been with my husband, uh, married to him for a year. So I just can't imagine um, not having Mike
0: yeah.
1: uh, in my life. So that meant a lot to me to really go and just give, have that one-on-one time with her. And, um, it, it was, it, it was received well. And, and I'm really glad that I did that. And I'm going to miss Greg. May he rest in peace. And Marlo, Marlo, Hampton, Lord have mercy. Marlo Hampton is going to finally get that peach. And I did not, be happier for her as a matter of fact hopefully it was mine that you took and 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 do amazing things on the show i think uh her fans are going to be super excited to get to see more of the things that she has going
0: on well if it was your peach that's uh that's like a michael jordan peach and it's a lot to live up to and Uh Cynthia Bailey uh, truly an honor you guys go I mean a living legend so you're already following her on all of the media but if you are not go follow her Seagrams go learn about those pop-up shops this is all very important stuff we need to support in this time we are still yes. in covid and it's very important and also it's very important to always support Cynthia she is part of the family and she will be forever and I think we are going to be seeing huge things to come and I am so excited to still be on this journey, and we better all be on this journey with her. Uh, Cynthia Bailey, thank you so much for spending this time with us. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, you are so welcome. And, and, and remember, you know, I'm, I'm leaving housewives for now. You never know, you know, if I may show back up in a couple of years,
0: that's a confirmation real housewives of Beverly Hills. You're on it. I'm (laughs) I'm saying
1: you just never know. I'm, I'm open. I am moving with love and grace. But I will tell you that you will see me on your TV screen and something. Uh,
0: And there's no, there's no uh, truth of the rumors that we're related since my name's Ryan Bailey.
1: (laughs) You know what? You I I I receive you as as a cousin.
0: (sighs) Oh my gosh! This is the best day ever. You are
1: my cousin Ryan. Okay, we (laughs) are. you are family, always. It's always so great to talk to you. You are so positive, <laughs> you're such a treat, and you have such uh, a great show. So, I receive you as family. So, thank you, cuz. I well, appreciate it. All right, cuz. So, anytime you want to talk to me, <laughs> call your cousin Cynthia Bailey Hill.
0: <laughs> oh my and gosh, we'll,
1: and we'll chat. Okay,
0: okay, thanks, Cynthia. Yeah, okay, you guys. Uh, I usually do this on the Patreon, but this is. I mean, I think this is a historical storyline, so I wanted to put this episode specifically up on the main feed, um, because I just... I mean, and then go over to the Patreon. I'm going to put the, the remainder of the season of Salt Lake over on there. But my God, I just... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's... ah, Like, this is... This is like, if, you know, it involves criminal activity, so of course there's going to be comparisons to Beverly Hills, but it's like, it doesn't have... um like, I don't have the... Um, like, I, I started hating Beverly Hills towards the end because I started really judging, like, Erica Jane, eh, eh, eh. Because it was, like, so much of her story, and at least with Salt Lake... We haven't really heard Jen Shaw's story yet, so it's all kind of like, it really is an episode of CSI. But then it's intermixed with all of this great personal drama and how each of these ladies react. I mean, even Mary Cosby says, this shit is crazy. And when Mary Cosby says something is crazy, that's double crazy. That's like the guy that's like, double rainbow. Wow, we've got double crazy happening on this show. It is truly the golden age of Bravo, the golden age of TV, and I cannot believe there are people that still will not hop on the Salt Lake wagon. Like, what is that? Who has hurt you in your life? This is very good TV, and it's just very intriguing, because... Like, I keep saying this. I feel like Salt Lake is starting to be what New York used to be, where each lady has a very specific way of speaking. They speak over each other. I mean, Lisa Barlow, I don't see this is Lisa Barlow. I don't personally want to be Lisa Barlow's friend ever, but man, she is making an argument for being a world class housewife. Uh, But saying that, just knowing world class housewife means you are bizarre as hell, you have a very distinct way of speaking. And you're too much. You're just too much. And she is putting it all out there. Who has six lawyers? I mean, she probably spent more that day talking to lawyers in that van ride than, uh, than I'll ever make in my life. Than I will ever make in my life. And I just, I, I gotta say, I appreciate all the little details. We're gonna recap the entire show. And uh, I hope... You are getting on board. If you don't, I'm going to try to sell this to you as much as possible. I want you guys fully in this. I want you with me. I want you. And the sad thing is, I was moving this weekend, so and I, and I went to Tom Sandoval's show on Sunday night, so I didn't get to see the episode, or I started watching it, and I passed out and I didn't get to watch it until Monday night. And it felt like it had been out for like months already because of all the discourse that I was seeing. And I felt like I was just, you know, I was like, oh my God, I'm not part of this. I need to be part of this amazingness. And so I finally got to watch it. And I watched it last night, Monday night. And I, I slept on it. And I woke up just very excited. I have it on in the background uh, right now with uh, the mute button on. Uh, right now they're hitting the scene where Jenny ransacks Jen's snacks. Uh, which is just another amazing scene. Um, I, I think you guys probably liked it as much as I did, but for those who didn't, this is for you. <laughs> We're gonna break down the whole thing, walk through it, so here we go. Does everybody have a drink? Does everybody have their ear pods in? The kids, are they out of the room? <laughs> if they're not, if you're in a car, pull over to the side of the road, let the kids out, this should be about an hour. Okay. Also reminder with any of my recaps, I'm probably going to try some weird voices. Uh, I, uh, definitely don't think they are accurate in any sort of way. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to, you know, you don't need to be troubled by the fact that I think they're accurate because I know they're not. So you do not have to reach out to me to say that I don't sound like a certain person. I'm very well aware of it. These are like the voices I hear in my head. Um, but I'm just speaking them out loud. Uh, so just wanted to give that forewarning. Uh, and I don't think I'm good. So, I understand that I suck, and then we're just gonna have fun with it. Okay, so last episode, episode nine, this is episode 10 called Highway to Veil. Vale. And now, if I was a betting man, I would think that was a play on of the ACDC song Highway to Hell, but it's Highway to Veil. Ha ha! Very clever. I will say this the the people that do the um uh that do the titles for Salt Lake. Much better than the people that do the titles for Vanderpump Rules. The, t- the people that are doing the Vanderpump Rules titles, I feel like, have given up this year. Like, I think, like, one title was, like, called Pickleball and Beer. And it was like they drank beer and played pickleball, you know. So, we start off this episode, of course, last week was the... Episode where we saw like the SWAT and the Homeland Security uh, rushing in, and it was like this amazing moment. Jen's on the run, so we open back up. And what I love is they put the Chiron, the titles, and it's like Salt Lake City, nine thirty three a.m. And you guys, I am so excited right now because I'm hopped up on coffee, but I also got sleep last night. And I there's a part of me that's loving life. I gotta say it. I think I you know when you get sleep, you realize life isn't that bad. When you don't get sleep. Life is horrible, folks. It's is, It is not It's not fun to live life without sleep. So we get that title, Salt Lake City, 9.33 a.m. And uh, we have some clips from last week's episode playing. You know, it's a girl's trip. We find out Mary's meeting us there. Meredith is at the the, the Vail location. And it is a Vail travel day where they are all going in the van uh, to Vail, all the ladies. And um, I got to say, what a stroke of luck that they decided to do this eight-hour drive in a van with cameras in it. Does that not, like... I mean, think about the luck. Think about if they had flown there or taken, like, separate transportation. The fact that we got to see them all in this location cooped up after some of the most insane news broke. And we got to see them all have dialogue together. I mean, that really is a stroke of luck for this production and for Bravo. You know, it honestly is so cool. I'm so thankful they did that because we actually get to watch their thought process the entire time. Like, Whitney's like, I have it all figured out. I know what's going on with business. And by the way, Whitney, what the fuck? Who knew Whitney was like Bill Gates' business person? I was so... I, I've i learned more from Whitney in this past week's episode than I learned at four years of college. Granted, I went to ASU, so that's not surprising, but it's still... I would have paid Whitney to just do like a one-year Whitney school, you know? So... Uh, we see the moment again where Jen Shaw, who has like hair braids, and she already has kind of like a ninja-like quality with the braids in her hair, but then when she puts on the mask later during the perp walk, you really see that ninja just jump out, where I was like, she's like an assassin here, but, uh, we see Jen Shaw see the camera, Whitney turns the mic pack off, and this is the most insane thing, and I keep saying it, because it's just, guys, this isn't common. Jen's mind, she's this good of a liar that she immediately makes up, uh, I I have some bad news. Sharif has internal bleeding. And, I mean, that's (laughs) that's a bizarre thing to make up because also Coach Shaw is the one that called her, supposedly. So what was that conversation like? Like, hey, babe, bad news. I've got internal bleeding. Yep, I'm still good to talk on this phone call, though. That's great. Like, that is wild. Like, it is such a weird, weird lie and such a specific lie and such an intense lie. And you see how comfortable she is with lying. And I think that is that is something so telling and so damning, you know? Like, that's when I was like, oh, she really... And there was no sense of shock. There was no sense of even a heart rate going above its normal uh, you know, pumping speed. Yeah, I said pumping speed, but it was so like, holy shit! If she can lie that quickly and that calmly, I mean, she wasn't like so. In reality, Coach Shaw probably called her and said, "Hey, you know, there's Feds and Homeland Security at the house. You gotta, you gotta go." And. She handled that very calmly, which means to me that she was expecting something like this to happen. And I think that's like another piece of information that you have to really take into account. Like, this is all damning. Like, if, if if I got that call, I mean, wouldn't you have just been like, holy shit, you guys? Holy shit, the feds are at my house. I what did I do? What did I do? Like, wouldn't you then like what in her head is going on? We can only speculate, and I am so curious because Jen we see we're going to see her in next week's episode episode 11 and we're going to start to see what her defense is and i have a feeling she's going to um f- claim stupidity i think she's going to like i never knew i was doing anything wrong i didn't but all of this adds up like i don't know we've seen her the first season especially just be I mean, I'm going to say it, insane. Acted like an asshole. We've heard all the recordings of her acting like an asshole. And I got to say, Michael Ravenport and Heather Gay were on Watch What Happens Live after this episode. And they had a game of, like, could you, can you defend Jen against this? And Andy read, like, can you defend Jen against her throwing a, a like a glass at Sharif's birthday party? And Heather, like, said she could defend every single one of them. And I got to say, man, like, Heather is giving me strong Rina vibes towards Erica Jane. And that pains me to say, like Heather is nowhere near as annoying as she's nowhere near as annoying as that, but it's boggling, especially when the accusations are against elderly people. It's it's not the same, but it's uh, it's the same vibe as orphans and widows, right? We all have grandparents, right? I, I've said this before. My grandma got taken by a scheme like this about having to get a new roof in her home because people prey on the elderly. It is just something that you do. And it it really takes a, I don't know, a very special kind of horrible person to do that because you're divorcing yourself from the fact that you're hurting other people uh, that do not have the ability anymore to kind of protect themselves from scams And you're saying you and your family are uh, much better than them. So you are going to prey on them uh, in benefit of you and your family. So it's horrible. And I don't really give a fuck if she's uh, put her like people on her payroll that got paid. Like she said to last week's episode to stew. Like, hey, you know, I sacrificed hanging out with my family to put food on all of your tables. I don't give a fuck. Do it the right way or don't do it at all. Like, honestly, like, I'm sorry, it doesn't count if you're doing it the wrong way. Like, nobody gives you, like, the court system isn't like, well, fuck, she made a point. I mean, she did do a lot of good for these, the people that work for her. No, it doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. And if Jen's so smart to put all of this into play, it's going to be very interesting to um, see her play stupid at all. And I always like Jen was like interacting on social media a little bit after Sunday night's episode, and I always find it incredible. I it's very Erica Jane in that sense. The only thing I've got to point out to you guys is that we've had what, like six or seven seasons of Erica Jane. So it holds much more weight. You know, we, we've seen Erica Jane all of these years. Jen Shaw is a one-season housewife so far. So she does not have, nor does she deserve, the loyalty. And I'm not saying Erica Jane deserves loyalty, but I'm saying I've seen a lot of it from her stands. Uh, I hate every time I say stan, I feel so uncomfortable saying that. <laughs> What's up, fellow kids? Yes, stan culture. But Jen does not deserve loyalty. She's a one-season housewife so far. And you know, it's very interesting that she's choosing to let us see this. And I I guess I'm thankful in a way that like, hey, I'm also thankful to eat food every day. Like, it, it, OK, cool. You chose to do this. But I think there's something in Jen's mind. And I think there's something with Ego and these housewives that they always think that they can get one over. They always think they can use the show to their benefit when in the sense it kind of always ends up to their detriment. And nobody's ever fully learn from that. In fact, Mia Thornton from Potomac, I heard she's uh, not going to come back to Potomac. And I got to tell you, smart move. Smart, very smart move. It potentially means Mia's doing something illegal. And she's like, hey, I've seen how this goes. And I'm going to just take a step back and uh, enjoy your show, guys. Like, I don't see why these people hide in plain sight. Like, just hide. If you're doing bad shit, Don't try to be famous on top of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it never makes sense to me. And, uh, you know, Erica Jane wrote it out, man. Like, she wrote it out. She's being followed by Paps. She's laughing. She's having a good time. She's dating other old elderly people. By the way, Erica Jane is kind of pulling a scam on the elderly as well. I mean, she's kind of like Jen in that way. I can't believe that, you know, like, she's definitely pulling scams on the elderly. So back to the show, we have this SWAT team all around. Producers are uh, dealing with the SWAT team. You can tell they are uh, taken aback by this. They were not prepared for this, which is just so weird. Like Part of me was like, I wonder if production tipped uh, Homeland Security off. And also, the whole conversation about who tipped who off, I think, is sort of ridiculous. Because if they've been investigating Jen for years, it's not that hard to find Jen Shaw in Utah, like, we know where she lives. They can find out where they shoot. Beauty Lab and Laser. Like, I mean, I don't think it's, like, the tipping off thing is neither here nor there. Though, I do think there is a decent argument that Meredith might have something to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Meredith is like a David Lynch movie come to life. In this episode particularly, all season long, it's like, she is... Like, her pulse is, like, at bare all-time low. And I don't, like... I mean, it reminds me of, like, the two times I've done Xanax where I was like, I'm happy and I don't... Like, everything is a little slurry. And the smile. I've not seen something that eerie. When she's in the bathtub with that smile... I was like, Jesus, God, thank God this wasn't on Halloween. I mean, I would have... I, you, kids are like, Mom, there's a Meredith Marks under my bed. <laughs> there's a Meredith Marks in a bathtub under my bed. Please help, Mom. I a Meredith Marks. And I, but at the same time, I love her. This is what made Like, you have these Lisa Barlow Meredith Marks, iconic in very different ways. And like I said... I was, didn't know if I was on Team Barlow. I'm definitely on Team Whitney. But at the same time, I can recognize the hubbub about Lisa Barlow. There is nobody like her. You know? I mean, there really is nobody like her. I mean, this episode particularly, like, she starts sobbing. Like, oh, oh, oh. She starts sobbing on the phone with her husband. And then she goes in and out of, like, crying. But it's like that kind of crying where... It's like, uh, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse on the, the stand at that trial I watched last week where you're like, I don't know if that's necessarily you're feeling that or that's the emotion you want to portray. You know what I'm saying? So um, Lisa's like, holy shit, what's going on? And Heather is like, what does HSI stand for? And they're like, Homeland Security. And Lisa's like, I'm calling Stu. And then uh, and Heather is like, I'm going to call Jen. And Lisa says the now infamous line, I don't think you should, which is just, uh, she goes, I don't think you should like the phrasing. It's very Shakespeare. Like I, I had to go to theater school, uh, to be this dumb. And we were taught iambic pentameter, like, dun, 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 and Lisa Barlow and all good housewives speak in their own kind of sing songy iambic pentameter. It's very Shakespearean of like, I don't think You should. And Erica Jane spoke a little bit like this throughout the season of like, look at me, look at my life, look at my life. You know, it's very unique phrasing. And I I really, that's when I started to appreciate of Like, Lisa is on a whole nother level. I mean, it's not crazy like Mary, but it's eccentric you know, like it's eccentric and we've seen that. And like, just imagine she's got so much preservatives coursing through her veins, through all the fast food. You just got to imagine it's like, it's like a McDonald's dollar menu in person. Like she's just, just cranked with like beef. (laughs) So, um, uh, Justin, Whitney's husband, you know, they're on the phone and, uh, you know, uh, I guess Justin goes, uh, I don't think Sharice in the hospital. And Heather's like, I think she got a tip off call and left. So we get to see in real time, these ladies putting this together. It's really fascinating. Um, and uh heather's like oh my god she's not answering oh my god oh my god the cops came lisa's crying like i said and she's on the phone with her husband she's like they showed up Jen called, guns and badges i thought it was a prank and jenny is like do you think they answer really you guys i don't think they'll answer at all and jenny is like the cool as a cucumber in fact Jenny is so cool as a cucumber, I'm like, did Jenny tip her off? Jenny is, like, unfazed. The only time you get a rise out of Jenny is if you say you're going to do plural marriage. That's when, like, okay, you know what, Dewey? I'm not cool with that. Because, of course, two episodes ago, we had that whole bit about uh, plural marriage. I mean, to me, that is, once you have that on TV, nothing's going to phase you. So, Jenny is just sitting there cool as a cucumber. And Heather goes, I am feeling the same level of anxiety as you, Lisa, who is kind of crying. In the talking head, uh, Heather goes, I'm still processing if Sharif is going to die. I mean, this has to be a huge mistake. And I got to say, Heather's talking head here, you guys, she's in like a red tracksuit. And listen, you know me in fashion. I don't know a lot about it. I don't love the red tracksuit. Do you guys love the red tracksuit? I do think Heather is a beautiful lady. Oh, and I will say, I, I mentioned this on the... Um, the Patreon, dude. I Heather Gay unfollowed me on Instagram, and Heather's been on the show. I do not know how I've 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 upset Heather. I I know she's a Rina fan, so maybe that's it. But like that, like stung because I really have said nothing good about Heather, and now I'm just gonna have to bash the head. no. no. <laughs> Whatever. The, that's a Pete no. But I just didn't like the red tracksuit. I mean, it was a it was a look. It was a but also I'm saying I'm not fashionable, so. Was this red tracksuit a win for fashion? But Heather goes, I want to protect her. And, and, you know, I I, I want to protect her. And all of, oh, no. Heather is saying that the FBI and all those people said, you know, we we just want to make sure Jen's all right. and, And Whitney goes, that might be a tactic. That might be a tactic. So, Whitney is already thinking, like, really deeply into this. And already, within two minutes of this episode, we have now questioned this situation more than all of the Beverly Hills ladies combined questioning Erica Jane, Like, we need to send Sutton to Salt Lake. Sutton would fit in with these ladies to a T. You know, Salt Lake ladies, deep thinkers. They're trying to figure it out. Beverly Hills ladies, look at me, look at me, look at me. Very different. Um... So Heather goes, you know, guilty by association. What is going on? And Lisa says, I think it's way more. And then Jenny, we see, is going through a bag. And it's Jen Shaw's bag. And it's all like her food and stuff. And Heather's like, God, let the body get cold first. And then Lisa goes, well, I wouldn't mind one of those. Uh, And she grabs all the lifesavers. And so they just start... I mean, this is like a mukbang. This is, uh, you know, they're just they're just shoving food in their mouth. It's like a, I feel like they're gonna start filming a YouTube video. And Heather says, "God, we're pillaging her grave already." And then the bus driver says, "Okay, ladies, we're leaving now." Which, who made the call that was like, "Hey, we just had a SWAT team. Uh, let's just keep this going. Let's keep going." Like, I would. Don't you want to know the flip side of that? Of like production of how many calls were made before they were like. Uh, Yeah, let's get back on the road. You know, like, I would love to know that because I want to know what the discussion was. Was it quickly? Was it, I mean, did they try to locate Jen themselves? We do get flashes of Jen's house and we have a producer over there. Uh, We hear them ask a question to the cops. Uh, But I just want to know behind the scenes. I think today's day and age, especially as we're going through Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo, and a peek behind the curtain... Those things, I know people are—they uh, love their good old-fashioned reality shows done a certain way. But I kind of appreciate when they break the fourth wall. I think as audiences get more sophisticated, we don't like to be bullshit. Yeah, I said bullshit. Uh, we don't want—we don't want to be bullshitted about this. We want to know what the real deal is. And I think sometimes it's a peek behind the curtain of how did production deal with this? Because I think that's just as fascinating as a story as the housewives. Because imagine having to be in charge of all of these ladies. Imagine being the person that was in charge of Jen Shaw, or the day before calling Jen to give her call time. You know, did Jen sound panicked? You know, I want to know those little things. Um, So I got to say, I couldn't believe they still left, but I was super excited when they did. I was like, on the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. So new scene, they keep doing these where they flash up like, veil, 10, 12 a.m., and it's such a specific time every time, like, you just, because you know it's bullshit in a way, but it's like, it's kind of the time. But I swear to God, it's not exactly 10, 12 a.m. They're doing that as for dramatic effect, and I love it. I love it. They're like, do, 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 bail. And it's Meredith's vacation rental. She's in this, like, bright pink number with a mink. She's really, like, giving us a lot, I feel, And she enters the house, and we meet this uh, Carissa, I think. Like, I'm Carissa. You know, I'm with Cuvée Brand and Marketing. And Meredith's like, yes, I can't wait to see the home. She's just already kind of just zoned out. It's a 10,000-square-foot home, eight bedrooms. And Meredith's like, this is, like, magnificent here. And the talking head, um, Meredith goes, this house is spectacular. I don't know the squatters right, but I'm not leaving and we meet Crystal Wilson who is titled the experience curator and that's like very hoity toity like the experience curator like how do you even like what do you do for a living well i'm an experience curator it sounds uh it sounds a little bit like uh you know like squid game like oh i'm i'm in charge of experience curator and i'm going to make you fight for your life um so crystal our experience curator says we don't do a cuve excursion without a glass of champagne, and Meredith, I poured you a little extra. And Meredith's like, "Thank you." And they all cheers and look at each other, and it's like a beat too long to my liking. Like it creeped me out a little. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, "Okay." Like I felt like I was, I felt like I was like watching something I shouldn't be. Like it felt like the beginning of like a, a milf porn or something like that. Of like. Let's, uh, I'm going to curate this experience. It was just, do you guys know what I'm saying? Like every scene with Meredith lately is just like, it's like, um, when the audio and the picture doesn't sync up completely and you're like, damn, is that, is the mouth moving at the same time I'm hearing the, like, there's just something weird about the whole thing. So, uh, we now get a, uh, thing that pops up on screen that says Thistle, Utah, and I guess Thistle, Utah is a place. I just love that they are keeping track of the the bus. So, like, for those of us playing at home with, like, a map, they're like, okay, now they're in Thistle, Utah. Let's mark that with a, uh, let's mark that with a pin. And Lisa says, there's no way they're not tracking her messages right now because they're all, like, texting her still. And then they also bring up the fact that Jen Shaw left very slowly. Like when, she, when Sharif had internal bleeding, they made it sound like she kind of just was like – she wasn't like busting a move to get out of there, which is also another piece of interesting information was that – was that something in her head too of like, okay – I can't act like I'm too upset about this. I gotta take my time. And you know, like internal bleeding, it sits a while. Like, if, if I mean, internal bleeding, don't worry, it's internal bleeding. It's not gone to his kidneys yet. We're good. We're good. Um, So, uh, Lisa is starting to ask big questions, too. She's like, how did they know she was at Beauty Lab and Laser? And, like, Heather's like, yeah, like, to meet at Beauty Lab, my business? And Whitney goes, somebody taught them. And, (laughs) like, Whitney has all the answers. And Heather's like, hmm, someone has to be someone local i'm like how do we know it has to be someone local it could have been like i this is the part where i was like kind of confused of like how do we know it's somebody local and uh heather goes there was seven people meeting at beauty lab i can't imagine any of them turning her in but this seems sus i gotta say it's like sus is like uh stan like i feel like can we just say the full word like suspect like seems sus I just feel like we're eventually going to get to an age where we're just speaking in syllables and like somebody that like Rip Van Winkle is going to wake up and not know what the fuck is going on. You know, Uh, Lisa's like, I didn't believe the internal bleeding. If my husband had internal bleeding, I um, I would just be out of there in a flash, which is totally. uh, Yeah, I mean, internal bleeding is not I had internal bleeding once when I was in ninth grade. I've told the story on the pod before, but it was like a family reunion and everybody was jumping off the top of a slide into my uncle's pool. And they were like jumping off the top into the pool, not sliding down. And I was so scared to do it. And they all like, Ryan, Ryan. And I did it and I did it once. And it was like the, I felt so free. I felt so brave. And then, so they're like, do it again. So I got up to the top. This is videotape by the way. And I put my, like my little, my little 13 or 14 year old foot on the side of the, the, (laughs) The, uh, <laughs> the slide. And my back foot, like the water on the slide, it hit. So I tripped and I hit like the whole left side of my body on the the, the cement, the cement floor. And then I passed out and fell into the pool. And next thing I know, everybody was like, my, my family were grabbing me out of the pool and they're like, oh my God, he's going into shock. He's going into shock. And the only thing I could think was we were supposed to go to Disneyland the next day. And I was like, fuck, I really want to go to Disneyland. So I was like, I got to walk this off. I got to walk it off. And so, I get up and they're like, Oh shit. Like they all seem surprised. I'm like, Oh, I'm such an idiot. I am a true idiot. I am why they invented the word idiot. And, um, I limp into the house and I'm noticing, I remember it was like a Sunday afternoon. I remember like 60 minutes was on or some like news show. And I was just sitting there and people were like, you good? I'm like, totally good. Just need a sec. Just need a sec. And the pain was intensifying. It was, like, just getting worse. And I was like, fuck, this isn't going away. And then I went to the bathroom, you guys. And uh, this is a trigger warning for people that don't like squeamish. I peed straight blood. And I screamed. I was like, ah! And I screamed so loud. Like, the entire family rushed in. And it was like, um, uh, you know, one of those pool toys or you'd put out in your backyard and it was like an octopus and it was like and it would whip water everywhere that was like my little 14 year old penis or my huge 14 year old penis and it was just like blood pee everywhere and my family was just watching me and then they like threw me in the car I had broke like I had fractured all the ribs on the left side of my body I bruised my kidney I had light internal bleeding and I was in uh I was in intensive care for a day, I think. And then I was recovering in Glendale hospital. And then I went, I, we had just moved to Arizona. So I entered a new school with a rib brace and I got made fun of for that, like brutally. And so I, I couldn't dress out for gym class. And imagine like being in a new school from Kansas in a rib brace, couldn't dress out. People made fun of me. And, uh, I had to do like rehab at the Mayo clinic in Arizona, but Internal bleeding is fucking like it was scary as hell. It was scary as hell. So, uh, yeah, like if your husband or loved one has internal bleeding, you got to get there. Like that's something you don't want to hear. But it's so specific. We, I mean, I just, I'm still just so amazed. Uh, days later after this, that this was the excuse she used. Um, Heather. Um, Lisa goes, Heather. Why do you think they were there? And Heather says to Lisa, you seem really confident uh, about what you're saying, Lisa. And uh, John, Lisa's husband, calls her again, and she's um, she goes... Uh, Jen's not with us. I talked to Tony Kay and Ryan. Yeah, they said don't talk to law enforcement without one of them there. It could be minor or major. What did what she did might be I don't know. I and then she so these are her lawyers. She's talking about and then she covers her hair, her mouth with her hand. And she goes, I think Meredith really might know something. I'm dead serious because of some other stuff. And she fully throws Meredith under under the bus. Like this is being filmed. She fully throws Meredith under the bus. And then we see like. Whitney is, like, kind of hugging Heather, kind of, like, has her in. Not unlike that one iconic scene with Tamra Judge and um, and Shannon Bador. Remember that? Where they're like, oh. This is, like, very reminiscent of that pose. And Whitney says um, to Lisa, well, you've been the closest to her the past couple of months. And Lisa says, she's always ambiguous about her business. And Whitney says, She buys info. It gives companies leads. And Whitney says in a talking head, and this blows me away. She's like, legal lead information, your data being used. I was always really curious because of her lifestyle was so big and what she buys. I have had a lot of questions about Jen's lifestyle. It intrigues me. In a talking head, uh, she's like, throwing an $80,000 birthday party for Meredith a year earlier and then on the party bus for justin's birthday she was throwing out hundred dollar bills how does she get her money and uh whitney goes our friend is in a lot of trouble and i hope she is okay and then all of a sudden we get on the screen eleven thirty five a.m and jenny goes five more hours to go and they stop and they're like oh i didn't think we we're gonna stop again and lisa's uh, Lisa gets off the, the van to pee-pee, and, uh, and Whitney eventually, Whitney goes, Lisa's acting guilty. She called all of her attorneys. And we see a, we see this flashback. They put up in boxes. They troll her. It's lawyer one, lawyer two, lawyer three, lawyer four, and lawyer five, <laughs> lawyer six. And she's talking to each one, like, I just want to know what you think. And it's so fucking funny. And this is what makes her iconic. This is where I started to, like, man, this is... Really, who she is. And that's what I appreciate when I'm like, she's not putting this on for the camera. This is actually who Lisa Barlow is. And I I applaud that. That is the kind of the weird human behavior that we need on these shows. And that's why I say real life is always gonna be more insane than anything you could write in a movie. You know, like this is insane. Calling six lawyers that you have on retainer is insane. They weren't there. They don't know, you know. Um, and I just, I, I I, love that. So Whitney's like, someone tipped them off. Someone tipped them off, she keeps saying. So new scene, uh, we cut to commercial. We come back, we get Price, Utah. So they're really making good time. It's 12.05 p.m. Heather is eating chips. And Lisa goes, today? Today is a lot. And uh, they're all talking about, do you think Jen Shaw is going to show up? (laughs) I think that's so hysterical. Could you imagine? She's like, oh, my God, you guys. Totally. Turns out I didn't pay a parking ticket. And they take Homeland Security is really serious about paying parking tickets these days. Uh, Heather says, I hope holy of holy she shows up. And this is just uh, some weird payment issue. They, you know. They, uh, they didn't say anything was happening. They, they said they wanted to help her. And Jenny says, who is she closest to? She can share, share with all of us. And they say, well, you know, she's closest with Lisa. And Lisa goes, Stuart's her best friend. So Lisa gets past the ball and Lisa immediately hands it off, brings in Stuart's name. And Wendy goes, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And she has her phone. She's like, real housewife star charged in massive fraud laundering scheme i have fucking chills right now and lisa goes oh no oh no send me the article send me the article they're all within like a 3 foot space of each other and like and that is very relatable of like send me the article send it to me airdrop it please and they, we um we uh We see all of the clips of, like, all of the, like, reality blurb, Daily Mail, TMZ. We see all of these flash up on screen. And uh, everybody's like, I have chills. And I got to tell you guys, I had chills. I had what we call goose pimples. And by the way, I only say goose pimples because somebody wrote me once and said, could you please stop saying goose pimples? And I did retire it for a while. But I think this is, like, when special occasions like this happen... You gotta bust out goose pimples. It's a goose pimple moment. Like there's full on pimples of goose. You know, Um, and Lisa's like, "Oh my gosh! Oh no! Oh stew! I feel so bad. I honestly feel so bad." Like Lisa is in full uh, Sunset Boulevard. You know, like she's full. You know, black and white. Uh, silent film actor right now. No, Stu. I love Stu. Heather's crying too. And Heather goes, I'm devastated. All I can think about is the families. And this is going to take off like wildfire. And I wonder if she meant take off like wildfire in terms of like (laughs) the Bravo community making memes on Instagram. And Jenny is just sitting there chewing gum. She's literally chewing gum and staring forward She's there. She I don't even know if she real. like I don't know if she's sleeping with her eyes open. And Jenny goes, I didn't have the text. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> she goes, I don't know what's going on. And Whitney goes, I'll send it to you. And Lisa goes, I just feel so bad for the families. And then so Whitney is hugging. Heather with her left hand and then she grabs Lisa Barlow with her right hand. So Whitney is also all, all like the, all of a sudden she's this pillar of strength and you got to admire that character arc from where we saw her in the first season to now. She's like, bring it in, brother. Come on, brother. There's more room in these arms. Let's go. And poor Jenny is trying to get on the hug but she's like, so she's like just inserted herself in front of Whitney on the bus but there's not a lot of room for poor Jenny but also I don't think Jenny super cares. She's literally just trying to like look around the bus for like stray food and stuff. And when goes, I told you, Jenny, I didn't understand her lifestyle. I thought she had a sugar daddy or something. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called first leaf. As a first leaf member, I get to discover new wines. I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because first leaf gets to know your unique preferences to start. All you had to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member exclusive pricing on every order so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, Join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to try firstleaf.com/slash so good to get your first box. That's T R Y F I R S T L E A F dot com slash so good. Try slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. You guys, uh, we'll be back in a second to this very fun conversation. But in the meantime, we, uh, we're we going to do some commercials, as always. And we had a new sponsor for So Bad It's Good this week. I am very excited about this one. Uh, it is Victoria Emerson. Uh, they do amazing jewelry. And I always get to approve... Um, the, the products that I have on this show and they sent me the website. I got to order a few products and, uh, I'm very excited to give them to the females in my life. Um, uh, it looked really, really cool. It looked very stylish from all of the stuff that I see on all of these images from us weekly, from daily mail, this stuff fits right in there. So I think you guys are going to dig it as well. So Victoria Emerson, it all started with an idea to create gorgeous jewelry for everyone. Victoria Emerson is a jewelry line that offers wrap bracelets, boho cuffs, earrings, and necklaces to bring a little sparkle to everyone's lives. Founded in 2012 and loved by women around the world, Victoria Emerson is lucky to call celebrities like Jessica Alba, Vanessa Hudgens, Busy Phillips, Brenda Song, Mary Fitzgerald, and Julianne Howe, Ho How How? am I saying, <laughs> Julianne Howe, Oh, Howe, Dancing with the Stars, of course, they're all fans. Of this brand. So each piece, you guys, uh, is created with genuine materials, including real crystals, stones, AA plus pearls, and 14 karat and 18 karat gold. There is something for everyone. And you guys, their website is amazing. There really is something for everyone. Minimalists will love the dainty necklaces, timeless chains, or even the double wrap bracelets. Uh, Those looking for a little more will love the boho cuffs, wrap bracelets, and layered necklaces for all their sparkle. Victoria Emerson is inclusive with most styles offering multiple points to fasten the piece or extension so you can adjust the fit to be as loosely or as snug as you like. Customer favorites are the freshwater pearl wrap bracelets, the layered necklaces featuring multiple chains on one clasp for an easy, easy layered look, and the infamous paperclip style gold necklace that sold out multiple times within 24 hours. Uh, and of course, smartwatch straps so you can have fashion and function. Brand new styles just landed online for the fall season. Now, listeners can buy one, get one free. That's buy one, get one free on the entire collection by visiting www.victoriaemerson.com forward slash so bad and use the code so bad. You guys... This is a buy one, get one free. That is a whole one free. I read this and I just thought I actually was wrong, but that is buy one, get one free. www.victoriaemerson.com forward slash so bad. And the code is so bad. That's two gifts right there. Buy one, get one free. That's two gifts. (laughs) So the, uh, the next sponsor is, of course, our friends at BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Uh, you guys know my thoughts on, um, therapy. You guys know my thoughts on mental health. Uh, it is something that we need to talk about more and more and bring it out into the light. There should be no stigma attached to it and it should be easy and affordable. And that's what BetterHelp does. Um, my story about this, you know, they always want you to tell your story. My story, one of the things is just kind of out of comfort was, uh, you know, when, when the world was normal back in the day, I used to, um, have to go on my lunch break from work and I'd have to run to an appointment, uh, in uh, Burbank and then it'd be an hour session. And then I was like, always just like how much will, how the traffic to get back to work. And I was always stressed out. Um, and with this, you're doing it right in, on your computer. You can do it just as a phone call. You can do it as a video call. Um, also, if you're, if you're worried about doing therapy, which I totally understand, the best way to think about therapy is through like, like a bunch of analogies. Uh, you get oil changes for your cars to prevent bigger issues down the road. Uh, you see a doctor and go to the gym to take care of our bodies. I actually need to go to the gym, uh, but you do it to prevent injury and disease. We do chores regularly, uh, some of us, to avoid a messy house. Going to therapy is like all of the the above. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. Going to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. Um, we got to do the things to invest in ourselves. We're worth it. So BetterHelp is customized, customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So, why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and So Bad It's Good. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com/sobad. Uh, that's betterhelp.com/sobad, um, BetterHelp.com so bad. That's betterhelp.com um, forward slash so bad, B E T T E R H E L P.com. And now, back to the show. So Jenny kind of says, you know, you have no clue uh from from knowing her, like that she was involved in this. And Whitney says, you know, um uh, you know, I-, I told you Jenny, I I I told you Jenny, I didn't understand her lifestyle. I thought she had a sugar daddy or something. And then Whitney in a talking head goes, I had a sugar daddy. Which by the way, uh I think that's Justin because on Watch What Happens Live, Heather Gay said Um, that she thought it was Justin because uh, he was a sugar daddy before they were together. So that is wild. I wish I had known this before I had talked to Whitney because I would have loved to ask what her experience as a sugar baby. You know, that's important stuff. And Lisa says, I'm literally sick. Is she going to go to jail? Is she going to go to jail? Whitney says, She's going to prison. (laughs) She's she's going to prison. And Lisa goes, up to 30 years in prison. Oh, I'm freaking out. And then Jenny goes in a talking head. Can we all just calm down? You're reading one article right now. It's just a charge. She's not said guilty or not guilty. Let's get our facts straight, she says. And Whitney reads the charge out loud. And Heather says, I'm absolutely gut-punched. I didn't know her business was illegal i just thought it was unsavory which is also like wait a sec you knew all along her business was unsavory and also what classifies an unsavory business i feel like all of our businesses are unsavory in some sort like unsavory like what is that? i mean unsavory that's i guess three shades away from guilty um and they're starting to read more information. They said they built their lifestyle on targeting elderly working class people. Whitney says you can buy data and target the elderly. So they buy the data and sell it to the, sell the, the, the elderly fake shit to get them on a subscription plan so they get charged every month without them knowing. And this is where Whitney's like, holy shit. She's like talking about leads and, and it's just very business centric. And I was, I, I, I really dug it, you know? And and Jenny goes, Whitney knows so much about Jen's business. Are you studying her? That's weird. I love how they all turn on each other through this kind of like nobody's solid with each other. They're all like it's like a game of like Clue in the snow. Like, I think it's Whitney with a laptop in the bus. Uh, Lisa says, I feel so bad. And she does the low cry, the Herman Munster, of like, oh, I feel so bad. I feel bad for Sharif. They're going to raid her house. And then all of a sudden we get 1202 Utah. And we see ring camera footage. Which, by the way, I want to be one of the first people to make a full film just from ring camera footage. I think it could be a hit. It could be like Blair Witch product. Like, just It's just like a fucking ring camera movie it just all takes place on my front porch um but this is actually the saddest part and this is where it becomes real is that we see i mean guys with big guns and ladies with guns and we see the sons come out with their hands up you know especially the younger son it got to me and it just that's when you realize fuck man you put your family at risk with this shit you put your family at risk So we hear a production voice of like, I work with production. We were just wondering about Jen and uh, ladies like, we're just here to execute a search warrant. Um, And it just really is tragic with the kids going out. I just thought that was such a horrible uh, part. It it really did make me sad um, and was definitely, you know, those things like you can uh, with these shows, they highlight these things in such a way where it's kind of partially comedic in a way. But then you see something like that and there's just nothing funny about watching kids, you know, come out with their hands up. Um, So we're back in the actual van and... Everybody's asking, do you think Mary and Meredith know about this? Which I had forgotten all about Mary and Meredith because that's how intense these scenes are. And Lisa goes, I just want to call Meredith. And then we see Vail, Colorado, 2.36 p.m. And it's Meredith's vac- vacation rental. Meredith is putting away her dresses and she answers the phone. She goes, hi. And Lisa goes, hey, how are you? And she goes, I can't wait for you to see this house. It's amazing. And Lisa's like, have you gotten any text messages? And she's like, I haven't been on my phone all day. What's going on? And Meredith, um, she goes, Meredith, it's bad. Jenna's not on the bus with us. They all got raided. Full SWAT team. And Meredith says, and she goes, Meredith, she goes, and then Wendy goes, Meredith, she's been arrested for fraud. And then, I shit you not, you guys, Meredith goes, honestly, I'm not surprised by this. And Lisa goes, you're not? And she goes, I'm not. And Jenny goes, why are you not surprised, Meredith? And she goes, too many things didn't add up, and I thought something was going on, and now I'm validated, I'm not crazy. Um, Which is like, I love that Meredith is like, She's, like, been gaslit by Jen Shaw this entire time. I swear to God, it was, like, once again, her pulse doesn't add up. So we got Jen lying about internal bleeding with her pulse not going up. And then Meredith finding out about this and her pulse not going up at all, which, of course, would lead to believe, like, oh, my God, is she involved somehow? Did she tip off the feds? And in a talking hand, Meredith goes, to hear someone in your social circle has been arrested by several authorities, it's... Not good. And then she goes, ha <laughs> ha. She laughs. She really laughs. And um, Meredith goes, I feel like we don't know her, Lisa. Um, and then Meredith goes, You guys didn't listen to me. And she laughs again. She goes, ha, <laughs> I love you guys. Anyways, the good news. Well, everything is falling apart around us. We have a beautiful house here. Love you guys. See you soon. It is the eeriest and you would think like oh my god that's so eerie but we still have the bathtub scene coming up which i think takes like i like i said that is one of the scarier scenes i've seen in any uh like it's a psychological thriller that scene in the bathtub there is so much subtext going on and lisa gets off the phone and immediately goes sounds like she knows more than us once again ladies turning against each other and a talking head um She goes, I don't know if she knew something. We don't know, but she's completely unfazed by all of this. You would think there would be a bigger reaction. I'm shocked she is not shocked. And Whitney goes, She can't commit crimes while she is released. They granted her bail. And then we see Salt Lake City, 3.15 p.m. And we're outside of a courtroom. And all of a sudden, Jen Jen is coming out of the court. And she's in her ninja look with the braids and the face mask. And, like, her eyes are just, like, darting around. She has these big brown boots on. And there's, like, people, like clicking cameras and putting microphones in her face, but like, have you had any contact with your assistant the last few days? And then some lady goes, What do you say to your fans? And she just gets in the car and goes off. And now we go back on the bus. And Jen goes, Tax evasion. And Heather goes, wire fraud. And Whitney goes, The laundering. They laundered money. I wonder which company they went through. And Heather goes, I've learned a lot about money laundering from the Netflix show Ozark, which is just wild because it really does take you through money laundering. That show, love that show. It's coming back, I believe in January, but regardless, they start now banding about like things that you could hide your money in like construction, this laundromats. And then <laughs> Whitney goes, Shaw Squad merch. I knew it. Shaw Squad merch. And uh, Whitney once again knows about money laundering. She's like, you dump cash into a startup, you get to claim it as a loss on your taxes. And Lisa and I talking head talking head goes, she thinks she's being Nancy Drew. I mean, by the way, Lisa, I love Lisa in the sense that she really does just jump to shit on people, and especially Whitney, because Whitney has provided more information than ever, and, like, thank God somebody's asking the big questions. Now, Lisa Barlow would fit in with Beverly Hills ladies that don't fucking question anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lisa Barlow belongs there, of, like, I don't want to know any information. I'm just sad. Um, But Whitney is asking the tough questions. Heather the same way, I think, except that Heather... I think he's finding out all the information and still weirdly supports Jen. Um, Whitney's like, this all makes sense now. And Lisa goes, this doesn't make sense. How does Whitney know so much about washing money and running a fraudulent business? And Whitney says, in the Bible, they say wealth is the root of all evil. And so now we're in a new scene and we got Mary Cosby. Uh, She has some like assistant kid carrying her Louis Vuitton bag. And, um... Mary's like, hello, I'm coming in. And then you hear Meredith go, hello. And Mary goes, hello. And Meredith goes, Mary. And Mary goes, Meredith, Meredith. And then Meredith goes, Mary. And then Meredith goes, where are you, love? And then Mary goes, are you here? And Meredith goes, I'm here. Come down, a flight and back. And Mary Cosby's like, gotta follow Meredith's voice. And then all of a sudden we see Mary go around a corner and Meredith goes, welcome, welcome. And then all of a sudden we see she's in the bathtub and Mary's just as startled as we all are. She's like, you're in the bathtub. And she goes, yeah. And she has like a smile and she has bubbles, like a little bubble beard thing. And it's like kind of like Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin. It feels like that kind of vibe. And it. Also, it's reminiscent a little bit of Tamara Judge and Eddie when they made love in the bathtub. It feels very uh, like we shouldn't be there, and almost like I almost feel like even the I like the crew needed combat pay for this. Like Meredith's a very attractive lady, but like whose idea was like I don't think it was production's idea of like yo get in the bathtub. We want to get a shot of you with bubbles. I think Meredith was like. I'm feeling pretty loose right now. I'm going to take a bath. I feel great. You know, like she's like taking down Jen Shaw. Uh, and she's the only one that's like pretty ecstatic about it. And she like, you know, I deserve a bubble bath. So that's where we're at. And Mary's like, and I talk ahead. She's like, it's proper etiquette. She says etiquette, etiquette to greet people, you know, to be dressed with like food on the table. And Mary, is like, do you know what's going on, Mary? And she's like, my heart's broken. I first heard about the arrest from Robert Sr. And I didn't believe it. But then I saw it on the news. And it's real. I love that she's like, when, Robert Se- when that piece of shit Robert Sr. told me, I didn't believe it. Because that guy don't know shit. But then I saw it on the news. And I know it's real. And uh, Meredith's going, yeah, Jen received a call and said that Sharif was in the hospital. And Mary's like, well, that was true? And Meredith goes, no. Whoever was on the other end of that phone call tipped her off that the FBI and Homeland Security... And there was a full uh, team that had come to arrest her. And Mary is trying to say something at this point, you guys. But she's like, ch- ch-. she's like She's like, shut, 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 shut. Shut the sh- front sh- door, Meredith. Oh, uh, uh, no, let me digest. Like, she's really making a meal of this. Like, it's classic Mary Cosby where it's, there's like a, like a little bit of like a James Brown element. When like James Brown used to be like, gonna get some, ha huh, very hot, huh, huh, I said hot tub, and she's like walking away, and then she's like coming back like, uh, gotta digest, gotta digest, gotta flip, flop, digest, I don't know what's going on, huh, huh, gotta say something, gotta shut the front door, shut, 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 no, let me digest, like it's that kind of energy, it's really exciting to watch Mary in action, and Meredith goes, yeah, it's a lot. And she just has bubbles. And Mary's like, I'm speechless. I'm speech. I, I, why, why, why didn't we even have an inkling? And once again, Meredith goes, you didn't? I was not surprised. And she goes, you were not surprised? I was blown away. And a talking head, she goes, Meredith and I both have the same experience with Jen, which is pretty bad. And I have compassion for her, but Meredith surely doesn't. And Meredith says, this is an investigation that has to have been going on for months and years. And Mary goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Unless there was an insider who gave them the info, Meredith says. And uh, she looks down into the water like creep, like like her future's in there. Like she's seen like the past and the future. She's like, unless there was an insider who gave them info. And she looks down at the water like... It's like classic guilty where that's the point where I was like, shit, maybe Meredith did actually say some shit to the, the authorities. You know, like, if you're the authorities and you've been following Jen Shaw for years, wouldn't you start reaching out to the cast members and, like, kind of be like, yo, do you mind talking to us? Like, I could kind of see that happen. I, of course, do not know how the criminal justice system works at all, but, you know... I I could see it. I could see it in my, you know, make a good scene in a movie. And Meredith goes, the allegations are for fraud and money laundering. And, you know, and Mary goes, what kind of conscience do you have, you know, to smile in front of people's face and, and steal money, which is wild coming from Mary for what we've heard about her church and what she's done, which is, I mean, I feel like this is like the ghost of Christmas future for Mary, you know? Um, Mary goes, I have, uh, I have been traumatized, my family and myself, but, by- oh no, Meredith goes, I have been traumatized, my family and myself by this lady. I don't point fingers when I don't have the facts, you know, but this adds up, you know, she, uh, you know, could she be innocent? It's possible. But do I believe it? No. And she has another weird, creepy smile of like, yee, which by the way, we were really robbed about Seth, like Mary, like. Hi, what's going on? I'm Seth Marks. I'm, uh, I want to see your boobs in the bathtub, Meredith. It's me, Seth, creepy uncle fingers. I want to touch you up and down. Don't worry about Jen. Don't worry about Jen. She'll get hers in prison. You know, like, I do miss Seth. of like, hey, baby, what are you wearing? I don't care about, I don't care about Jen Shaw. I care about hot and heavy you with your clothes off, huh? And Mr. Seth doing what he got to do to his wife. Ba-dang! I'm a sick person. I'm sick. I'm horrible. So new scene. Uh, come back from commercial. It says, Vail, Colorado. And Meredith goes, I think the women are all going to be here soon. You need to pick your room before it gets stolen. So now what I love is that we're, we're going into the old housewife tropes of room picking. Like that is always some of my favorite housewife stuff at all. And, and actually an Ultimate Girls Trip, the new housewives uh show on Peacock, which I can't recommend enough. And we'll we'll be recapping, I think, that on Friday. Uh the first episode at least. It's it's on there and you know, you know you're home when you see Housewives fight over rooms. Like to me that warms my heart. It makes me makes me sleepy in the best way where I'm like, ah, everything's gonna be alright. Um so uh and then Mary goes, get yourself some bubbled baby which is like, that's a t-shirt right there. Get yourself some bubbled baby. She blows her a kiss. Meredith blows one back. Now we're back on the bus. Lisa goes, I wonder how her and Mary are. And and then Jenny, we're talking about that situation because they were fighting. And then Whitney is explaining to Jenny about the whole carpool fight with Mary from last episode uh, at the Italian meal. And Jenny goes, yeah, she got into it with me. And Heather asks, are you nervous to see Mary? She's like, I'm not nervous, no. If I offend you, talk to me. You just can't scream at me. You're not my mom. And Lisa goes, go in open-minded. You, you know, just, you left being okay-ish. And Jenny goes, if we were okay, I would have been at her her thing, her Italian restaurant thing, and we would have talked. And Lisa says, keep in mind, everyone's not invited to everything. And she goes, LOL. (laughs) And Jenny says, the Mary situation is the last thing on my mind with the Jen thing happening. My situation is minuscule, she says, compared to this. She does say minuscule, not minuscule. They arrive at the house. Heather says, Kev, we made it, buddy. I guess Kev is the driver. And I do love the fact that Heather, uh, you know, she's a humble queen. She makes she makes friends with the drivers. I think that's nice. And... Um, They all get in the house. They're all like, this is beautiful. Meredith is still in the bath, of course. I do feel like this possibly was a six-hour bath. And she might have just like, at some point, I'm like, did one of the Bravo crew members make sure she didn't drown? Like, I just imagine her nodding off in there. And Heather goes, hey, it's the feds. And Whitney goes, too soon. That's too soon for that joke. And they all come in, Meredith goes, "Eh." she has this weird nanny-ish laugh, you know? And Heather says, I think, I thought she would be on her phone or watching TV. I didn't expect her to be naked in a bathtub. And Meredith goes, we actually have one extra room without Jen here. And Heather says, get out of the tub, you know, uh, we have so much to talk about. And we cut to Mary in her bedroom and she's jumping on the bed. And she's like, this is a brick. This bed is a brick, and Heather and Whitney want to have, have their rooms be closer together. And Whitney goes, but the feng shui is up down here. And Heather says, you know, it's a not not a far jump if we get. Uh, they're looking at the windows, like if they if we get seized or jump, they can jump out the windows in case there's another raid. Heather is referring to, and everybody likes their room, so we get no fights over the room. So we miss out on that. Um, Lisa is telling, uh, helping Jenny with her heavy l- luggage, which that's a big housewife trope, isn't it? Like lifting the lady's luggage, that's a very, that's a big housewife's trope we see a lot. Uh, Lisa has these six-inch heels on. We get a shot of that, and all of a sudden, the Chiron says six eleven p.m. Lisa's on the phone with John, um, and John's like, "Hey, I texted Sharif the first time we got out the phone to check on his internal bleeding, but we didn't. I didn't get word back. Mary." It says she's on the phone with her dad. It turns out that's Robert Sr., her husband. But Mary stores Robert Sr., her husband, as dad on the phone. Dad. Not even daddy. Dad. Dad. Father. Dad. Like, that is... (laughs) I mean, come on, man. That took my breath away. And Robert Sr., Mary's dad slash husband, is saying, yeah, you know, they had guns. Because Security of the United States that's what they're there for, you know, that's really crazy right there, Jenny is calling Dewey, her husband, and, uh, she's like, it's been an eventful day for sure, and you can tell Dewey's like, okay, have fun, I'm shopping for a sister wife right now, we'll talk soon, new scene, Mary, uh, says, I hear some girls, I hear some girls, they all say hey to Mary, Lisa hugs her, and, uh, Heather says there was some major tension going into the trip, but now we are just worried about if Jen's going to jail or not. So it kind of put the kibosh on anything else, you know, guys. And um, she goes, I forgot Jen was even going to be here. I I, I, uh, I don't want to be bothered about it. I, I, I don't, Mary says in regards to Jenny being there. So that's great. That's supposedly not going to be an issue. And then we meet Chef Jay. Uh, he's part of the curated experience with Cuvee, and I gotta tell you guys, this was like a spread. There was like sushi, steak tartare, lamb chops, deviled eggs, sushi. Like I just, I was like, dang man, that's nice. Jen is <laughs> Jen is missing out. And Heather says it's so stressful, but it hasn't cut my appetite at all. And Mary and Lisa are talking, um, you know, saying. I I was shocked, you know, it's like, Lisa's like, I was shocked. And Mary was like, I was blown away. And Mary says, I don't celebrate people's pain, but sometimes, you know, you got to. And Mary says, does anyone know how Jen's doing? They've all reached out to her, but I guess there's been no answer. And Meredith goes, what does everyone think? And Heather says, this is the moment I've been waiting for. Let's get into it. And then it says, Vail, Colorado, 841 p.m. So what does everyone think? And Jenny goes, I think we were all shocked and scared. And Mary says, I feel a wound from it. You know, the fact that, you know, you you, you guys had to be in that bus. And I got to tell you, I was shocked too. And, and I just made memes that day. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I made some pretty solid memes that day. And Whitney says, did I tell you what someone told me? They had a ping on her phone and they, put, they got her on the road. And Whitney goes, she was running. And Mary goes, she definitely fleed the scene. And Heather says, how humiliating and degrading. What has she done that she would do this? And Meredith Meredith goes, I think they did an investigation. And Mary goes, yeah, something that started way long ago. And Meredith goes, this has been going on for years. And Jenny goes, since 2012. And Mary says, I feel betrayed. She scammed old people. Once again, pot, meat, black, kettle, all that stuff. Um, And Mary Mary goes, I never saw nothing good of her. And I was scared of her. Because I knew what she was capable of. Like, now we're talking like some shit, like some Marvel villain shit. You know, Meredith says, late September. Meredith goes, I've got something else to share with you. Late September. I was in New York. I had eight missed calls from Jen. She's like, I was trying to get in your store, and it was closed. I was banging on the door. Finally, your manager let me in. And I called my manager and said, what did she buy? And they said, oh, she bought a couple things. And But my manager said, that's not the problem, Meredith. There is a green snake clutch that was here. Her friend was holding it, and it's gone. Dun, dun, dun! And Meredith sends her a text and just gently says, did you borrow the green clutch? And then my manager's phone is ringing and it's a gentleman that was in with her and says, I'll bring the bag back in tomorrow. And Meredith goes, so she kept someone that was in her employ that stole from me. She kept them employed. I had the call log, the video footage of him coming back the next day. And you guys, we actually see the video footage. And the guy that actually did this was an idiot and fucking like ratted himself out on Twitter and said it was me and it's not how it seems. But I guess he was also fired from Beauty Lab and Laser, Heather's place. So, wild. And I love that Mary takes a second of like, what kind of purse was it? And they're like, little snake clutch. And Lisa's like, I love it. I have it in every color. And Mary goes, okay, just trying to catch up. And Lisa, yeah, Lisa's like, it's adorable. Lisa in a talking head goes, "Um, I Taking it all in, I do believe Jen. Could this have all been an accident, this bag thing? And Meredith goes, There were other red flags. It's a rumor, it's gossip, but I hear she's red flagged at Louis Vuitton because she pays in cash. And Mary and I are talking to her, is, Oh my God, I don't, Jen, 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 I can't. Like, that is, I guess, big to late. It's like me getting flagged at Old Navy. It would crush me, you know? Lisa being red flagged at L. And Lisa goes, being red flagged at L. Louis Vuitton would be much worse than the feds knocking at my door. Iconic housewives line. Heather says, well, I ordered an Uber the other night for Jen from my house. And I tracked the Uber and she got out a half mile away at an intersection. No communication. No idea why. And then Lisa goes, when was that? And Heather goes, Wednesday night around 1130. And then everybody's like, Lisa, why? Was there something that happened that night? And Lisa goes, no, not to me. But then it's like, holy shit, what is Lisa talking about? And she goes, I just wanted to check with somebody and see. And then all of a sudden it goes, do you think she was meeting up with another guy? And Jenny goes, Lisa, clearly you know more than you are letting on. What do you know? And, uh, Whitney goes, none of us are safe if we don't know the facts. If we don't share what we know, we are in danger, danger, danger. And then it's like next time on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, we see Jen uh, meeting with a lawyer. We see Mary and Whitney talking and Whitney like kind of in an argument and Mary's fallen asleep during the argument. We bring up Mary's uh, church religious trauma. Uh, Somebody gave Mary 300 grand And then we find out big news that Meredith hired a private investigator. So holy shit, you guys, we are back in business, baby. Salt Lake is firing on all cylinders. I hope you like this. Uh... Man, what a joy to watch. I don't know if you guys liked it as much as I did, but really, that's one for the books. I'm so glad we got to cover it here. If you like it, I'll be covering the rest of Salt Lake on the Patreon, the Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash good, And uh, I will talk to you guys uh, bright and early on, what is today, Tuesday? I'll talk to you on Thursday. Okay, I love you guys. Bye. Batches.